Life sometimes can get quite bleak. We get stuck in a routine of going to work at the same time, taking the same route as always, seeing the same faces we see every day. And we spend our days in an unheroic fashion, as passive observers, letting the acts of great heroism be performed by people on TV shows, movies or video games. I myself am in such a rut at the moment, not to wallow in self-pity all over again, but to keep things short, there are many factors in my life that are not ideal and add up to profound unhappiness inside of me. But there is one thing that always has the power to transcend such moments of despair. Stories. The thing that has been around probably for all of human history, or at least since we learned how to speak with one another. You can't live your life without encountering several stories throughout the day. There are the stories that we tell ourselves of who we are, where we belong, where we come from. There are stories that don't seem like stories, but in fact are so ingrained in our lives that we forget to see that they are just as abstract a concept as that of a Batman or a Gandalf. The story of money, for example. If we wouldn't believe in the same myth of paper or ones and zeros being worth a certain amount of money, modern civilization wouldn't be able to function the way it does nowadays. But those aren't the kind of stories I want to talk about today. The stories I want to talk about are the ones that get told in the comfort of a campfire. The ones we love to hear as children. The greatest stories ever told, such as the Lord of the Rings books or the story of Harry Potter, Ron and Hermione. Living in an age where your level of productivity determines how worthy of a person you are, I too often fall into the trap of seeing things only as valuable when they show a direct increase of some factor in my life that makes me better in some way. So whenever I read a book, I feel the need that it needs to be some non-fiction book from which I can learn something which I can then directly apply to my life. How to be a better leader, for example, or how to work more productively. And what I often forget with having such intentions is the fact that sometimes stories are just there to comfort us. Because they resonate with something deep inside ourselves, no matter how abstract or fantastical they might be. It doesn't matter if you live in the Amazonian forest or in one of the biggest cities on earth. There are certain structures and archetypes that are soon into the insights of every story. So the story you were told as a kid might have been that of a great warrior from the jungle or of a knight in shining armor riding his horse into battle. But nonetheless they both had lots of things in common that are universal throughout every culture on this planet. That is also the reason why, no matter where you come from, stories universally fascinate us. Stories change us and ground us at the same time. They carry messages, perspectives, morals, knowledge and wisdom. And besides all of that, they make you feel a certain way. So being in the aforementioned rut, I came to a point where all these factual, practical books I read didn't feel as captivating as they normally did. Being stressed out for most of the day, I felt that I rather needed something to bring back a little balance into my life. Something that helps my thoughts float freely again. And it came in the form of seven books that I saw on my father's bookshelf for as long as I can remember. These beautifully bound books, covered with simple yet striking artwork printed in 1997 of the story The Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings. 
Now I'm sure most of you have seen Peter Jackson's movies, I surely have multiple times, in German, English, normal and extended length. Yet I never actually consumed them in the original way they were written in the form of a book. So I stopped reading all the other books I read at the moment and just allowed myself to yet again get pulled into that beautifully constructed world of J.R.R. Tolkien. I could have not thought that a simple thing such as words on pages that have gained a slight brownish touch over the years could be of such comfort. It felt like the warm hug I desperately needed. Reading of Gandalf and Frodo felt like meeting old friends you haven't seen for a long time. It felt like being transported back in time to the times when I was just a kid and my uncle would tell me stories of trolls and Nökken, the water spirit that lures people into its calm, silent waters, never to be heard from again. And how fascinated I was, glued to every word coming from his lips. How my imagination ran wild with all sorts of imagery and colorful worlds. Getting a glimpse of those emotions while reading the aforementioned books reminded me of the fact that life isn't always as dull as we make it out to be. No matter how depressing the story might be that you tell yourself, there will always be worlds waiting, taking you away even if just for a while. To let go of who you think you are and become a Jedi or an elf and let your mind wander, freed from the shackles our daily existence casts upon us. And as big as a fan I am of movies, I have to emphasize the power of books at this point. Because one thing that we seem to lose the older we get is our ability to imagine. When you're a child, you think basically everything is possible. You know of no limitations. And so it is totally logical to want to become an astronaut and fly into space or be a superhero and save the world from evil villains. But the more time passes and you seem to find your place in the world, the more we get pressed into a certain shape by our environment, and the stories we tell ourselves get narrower and narrower. For example, your friends begin to perceive you as a calm, non-risk-taking person, and so you let go of every characteristic or activity that is not in line with that personality out of the fear of getting rejected by the people in your life. And so it's only logical that the stories we consume more and more lose their flamboyance. Stories and heroes and knights become stories of successful business entrepreneurs or a romantic couple falling in and out of love. Books or bedtime stories get swapped for movies and TV shows that take away the effort of painting visual images inside your head for yourself. And so once you encounter a problem in real life and get stuck in a hole, you lack the imagination of seeing a way that could lead you out of this misery. Whereas as a child you would have imagined all sorts of wild possibilities of what to do next, you can't think of anything helpful and so you start to disintegrate more and more. I know that a lot of people have a problem with the fantasy genre of books or movies. For them the ideas are too out there and not enough grounded in reality. For me that is one of the saddest things to see. Because the older I get the more I see the value of fantastical stories. The more wild and abstract the story might be, the more it will open up your mind and take you away into uncharted waters. To places where you might dive deep into creativity and discover things you wouldn't have otherwise seen or realized. One of these discoveries is the fact that such stories give us an escape from reality for a second. Although some people might consider this a negative thing. I say as long as a story is told well, it holds far more useful things on a meta level than just being a distraction to us. If you think about it, most stories we might distract ourselves with 
aren't tranquilizing stories of peace and quiet only. Every good story is a journey with ups and downs and more than often starts with the main character being taken away from the comfort of his home and thrown into chaos and disruption. It's especially the tales that tell you the story of a hero's fall and his rise back to the top that captivate us so much. And from that we might learn that other than being distracting and comforting, stories can in fact be symbols of hope. They can be a literal lifesaver in moments of doubt. They can show you that no matter how dark the world around you might get, there is always something to hold on to that will pull you back into the light. They show you that you are not alone in a world where isolation seems to be your only mode of existence. They let you feel comfort in knowing that you are not alone in the things you are going through. That the pain you feel has been felt before. And most importantly, that it has been survived. Whatever the protagonist might go through, there always seems to be a clear purpose that drives them. It makes watching a movie or reading a book so intriguing because you know that it is highly probable there will be a resolution to the hero's problems in 500 pages or two hours. Paradoxically, it is through their abstraction that stories are simpler than our lives, more compressed. Because we can clearly see the main character's goal from the start, we are motivated to follow along with a story, regardless of the difficulties encountered along the way. In the complexities of our own journeys, we so often get lost in all the details that we cannot make out any clear objective to be pursued, our own purpose in the story. Life is not a movie we can turn off if it gets too frightening and we can't leave the cinema satisfied after a movie with a happy ending, knowing that everything will be alright. There is no and they lived happily ever after. Life is constantly presenting us with a new set of challenges once we feel like we've arrived. It is exactly the well-defined storylines that define a book or a movie that our lives so often seem to lack. If we think about how this comes to be, we see that in the stories we tell, the goal to pursue is always given to the main character by external circumstances. The world around them gives meaning to their quest. Be it being born as the chosen one, commanded on a mission or gaining superpowers by accident. And although most of us are tempted to fall into the traps of comfort or fascism where we either accept a fate unsatisfactory to us or lay it in the hands of a leader claiming to have all the answers, the one thing that rather seems necessary to embrace is ambiguity. Or to quote Viktor Frankl once again, it did not really matter what we expected from life, but rather what life expected from us. We needed to stop asking about the meaning of life and instead to think of ourselves as those who were being questioned by life, daily and hourly. Our answer must consist, not in talk and meditation, but in right action and in right conduct. Life ultimately means taking the responsibility to find the right answers to its problems and to fulfill the tasks which it constantly sets for each individual. Although the stories we tell might not actually be guidebooks on how to live your individual life, they nonetheless hold immense value in being an inspiration and a guidepost on how to behave in the world. To transcend our own being and to find purpose in a cause that is greater than ourselves. To transcend our own being and to find purpose in a cause that is greater than ourselves. So maybe the comfort of stories not only lies in their destructive and oversimplifying nature, but in the fact that they can remind us of the things we so often forget in the fog of everyday life. 
Maybe stories such as The Lord of the Rings feel so comforting because they give us access to our true selves, to a level deeper than the individual, human nature itself. Now let me thank you for listening to this little story I've told you in this episode. My name is Persoering, the host of Going Matter. And whenever or wherever you're listening to this, I hope you're enjoying your day so far and wish you all the best. Goodbye and until next time.